Welcome to Seen and Heard in Edmonton, the podcast about bloggers and podcasters in the capital city of Alberta. I'm your host, Karen Unland, and joining me today is Aaron E. Fraser, co-host of the long-standing podcast Trash, Art, and the Movies, and co-host of a new podcast, Bollywood is for Lovers. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. In your house. Welcome <laughs> to our, our- you know, humble little apartment where we record all of our podcasts. It comes complete with the tech. It's excellent. <laughs> this episode is of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by Berlin Advertising and Public Relations, one of Canada's top creative agencies based right here in Edmonton. You'll hear some interesting things from Justin Archer of Berlin later in the show. Let's start with trash art and movies. You have a great tagline for that. Uh, yes, the podcast that pits highbrow cinema against brainless entertainment and then declares a victor. I have to say that every episode, so I have a down pat for the most part. But it's exactly what it's about, and mm-hmm. you can hear in a capsule what that is. So how did you guys come up with that? Uh, Paul wrote it. Yeah. Yeah, Paul definitely wrote that tagline. He writes the, uh, opening intros to all the shows. He was the experienced podcaster, uh, when we started the show, so I kind of, you know, let him take the lead on stuff. Um, now that we're doing Bollywood is for Lovers and I kind of have to be on the other end of figuring out how to produce it, we still haven't come up like like a good catchphrase that we can say at the top of, of every episode. Um, and this is Paul Matwichak. Yeah, Paul Matwichak. Who co-hosted. So the Trash Art in the Movie started with him and you and Heather Noel, mm-hmm. and then you and Paul became the tandem that did it. Yeah, Heather had a baby. Right. Um, And so she had a baby, so she took some time off to do that, and then she came back, and now she's just been pursuing kind of other career opportunities and haven't had time, and then Paul and I just continued. So why do you, because you've done a lot, you've been doing it for a long time, Mm -hmm. and it's fairly time-consuming, I think. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I, someone the other day said to me that podcasts were just, you know, recording a conversation that you have, and I was like, no, no. it's so much more work than that. I mean, I'm sure there's some people that that's what they do, but uh, for what I try to do with, with my two podcasts, it's a lot of movie watching and a lot of research and then, you know, trying to force yourself to come up with opinions about things every single week when maybe you're just dead tired. It can be a lot of work. Because <laughs> you're doing compare and contrast between a trashy movie and an art movie and mm-hmm. you want to have interesting things to say to each other. So you yeah. pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can't, uh, you can't watch things while painting your nails all the time. But sometimes I do. <laughs> But not all the time. And you're drawing on your education Mm -hmm. to do this. So is that part of the appeal of of being able to put that film studies background in action? Uh, Definitely. When I went to school, the only thing I wanted to study was film. I had no idea what I would do with it. I have no desire to make movies whatsoever. <laughs> I have you know, none of that creative energy. I have a lot of friends who do, but I have none of that creative energy. And so I really just wanted to be a critic and to be a film critic, you know, to make a living off of writing um, and freelancing or as a critic now is really, really difficult. And so podcasting gave me the opportunity essentially to realize that, to use my education in a meaningful way and also to, to stay sharp because I think... When you finish school, if you don't keep, you know, doing the things that you were passionate about in school, you might lose some of those skills. And so I haven't, and I'm, I'm really lucky that Paul contacted me 
um, just kind of in the first year when I was out of university and said, hey, come do this with me. And I was like, yes, <laughs> I will happily do this. I love watching movies. And uh, yeah, it keeps up my habit of watching a certain number of movies a week. And, you know, it's always really exciting when we watch something that, you know, I, I do have a connection with what I studied. Um, although it's also exciting to look at different and new things and not always kind of be... Uh, pigeonholed by what professors want you to watch. So. Yeah, you might not watch some of those trashy ones. Uh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> I I did a lot of different kind of courses, including one on uh, contemporary Hollywood cinema. We watched some terrible movies in that class, um, including my uh, most hated movie of all time, Forrest Gump, um, which was the reason why we were watching it. It's because my professor also hated it. Ah. <laughs> and he had to show us that that movie was everything wrong with Hollywood. Um, so, yeah, we, they weren't always good movies in school. Mm-hmm. Now, you and Matt both have started another podcast called Bollywood is for Lovers. Mm-hmm. You don't have the tagline. You said no, perfectly. No, come but, up with something. But there's, there's You've got something. a good title. You've got something in there about... Um, Cinema for non-Desi something. Oh, yeah. uh, two non-Desi cinephiles uh, who love Hindi cinema or something. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Um, I want to make it clear that we're not Indian, but that we love film and that we're very interested in exploring Bollywood. So you sneak as much Bollywood into trash art and movies as you can, I noticed. <laughs> I've been pretty tight-lipped about it for months, because for months... I've been watching uh, like about four to one Bollywood films a week, depending on the week and how yeah. busy I am, um, and not really talking about it yeah. at, on the podcast at all. To save um, it up for to save it up for the podcast, yeah, for the next podcast. So, so why did you want to do that? Why did you want to have like another production? Well, I like projects. <laughs> I, I I think I thrive on being busy and having projects. Uh, but the main thing was I started watching Bollywood movies and then Matt started watching Bollywood movies with me and we had very little, you know, blogs or podcasts or any sort of discussion to go to to kind of um, contribute to that interest. We know a film critic who was writing for uh, Roger Roger Ebert's site uh, named Danny Bose, no relation to Matt, um, and he was covering Bollywood films, um, but has since stopped being a critic, and he was kind of the only person out there who was consistently looking at Bollywood cinema from a cinephile or kind of critical perspective, um, and so, you know, I, I was talking with, uh, with some of my colleagues one day, and I was like, does anyone know any good Bollywood blogs or any, like... Any good podcasts? And one of my colleagues said to me, well, I don't know. Why don't you do one? It's <laughs> like, no, that's a lot of work. And I came home and I said to Matt, I was like, yeah, someone said we should do a Bollywood podcast. And he was like, we should do a Bollywood podcast. <laughs> yeah, we essentially researched for six months before we decided to launch it. Um, both to like make sure we would have time in our schedules that we had kind of seen, had enough backlog of films watched that we would have things to talk about. Um, but also just like read books and things. So that's essentially why we started. And we looked and there's nothing else out there. So we thought, well, I guess you have to create the things that you want. Yes, that's <laughs> exactly right. So what's the reaction been so far? Good. 
Yeah, um, my mother was really funny because the she was talking to me the day that we posted the first episode. And she's like, "Well, it's always going to have like a limited niche audience." And I was like, "Well, you know, three to four billion people in the world watch Bollywood movies. Maybe you know, just not anyone you know here in Canada <laughs> other than me." And she was like, "Oh, that's a good point. You know, India is one sixth of the world's population. So I think." It, the reaction so far has been has been good. We're really impressed with our downloads so far, and we're starting to get um, kind of messages from people from around the world who we don't know. At first, you know, when you start something, you just get all the praise from people you know. But slowly, we're getting some some feedback from people we don't. Uh, and we only have two episodes up. Yeah. But one of the things I learned from Trash Around the Movies is every time we did talk about something Bollywood, there'd be a lot of people who would comment. Interesting. Um, and so it told me that there were fans out there who would listen to podcasts who were interested in these films. Um, and again, because I don't think there's anything else like there, the other Bollywood podcasts I've seen have either been focused on music, so they're like DJs putting together music, or on gossip, but nothing that's really like gossip about the celebrities mm-hmm. who's dating who. Um, but nothing about discussing the actual films. So yeah, so far it's been it's been really positive. I think you know we're still getting the hang of the show. I hope you know as we keep going, we'll find a really good rhythm and a really good. It's funny because um, Matt's my partner is he gets mentioned a few times on Trash on the Movies, so I think people know that. Yeah. Um, and we've been together for a long time, but now we have to come up with a rapport on a podcast, <laughs> and it's completely different. I know how to I know how to talk to Paul every week, and it's just like I don't know how to talk to the person I live with. <laughs> but I think I think it'll get better. Well, it, it's already very good. Oh, and, thank you. And uh, but it is the sort of thing that gets better with time. Yeah. Why podcast instead of blog? Well, because that's where the opportunity was. Like I said, I got a message from an email from Paul one day asking if I um, would be interested in podcasting with him, and I'd never really thought about it before, and I said, sure. The other thing I find is I, I'm really busy, partly because I watch so many movies, and I have a really hard time finding time to write. I'm also a slower writer than I am a talker. And with writing, sometimes I feel like I have to have kind of like a fully formed idea, um, with, you know, like a thesis statement. Like I, I approach it like I'm writing an essay every time instead of just, you know, stuff off the top of my head or unformed ideas, which in a podcast, I think you can get out a lot better. Yeah. You also have someone else to bounce things off of. So it becomes, you know, you, you develop that rapport, you develop that conversation. And I think together you challenge one another and kind of, create uh, create something bigger whereas when I sit down to write by myself I get very uh, it, it can be difficult at times I, I can get very distracted I can't remember who said it but you know someone said I hate writing but I love having written yeah yeah <laughs> and so I can get very distracted and I also can like over edit myself whereas on a podcast you can't quite do that as much you know what comes out of your mouth is what comes out of your mouth and hopefully you're forming the ideas as well as possible but you can't sit there and pine over them in the same way um so I find it takes me a long time to write anything um even though I keep trying <laughs> if I find the time I I have like on my phone I don't know probably like 10 unfinished movie reviews we'll just sit there and start typing things out and I'll transfer it to the computer type a bit more out and transfer it back to my phone so I can try and get it done and 
a lot of them get abandoned. So if you could make this your day job, would you want to? No. No? Okay. Um, because I enjoy it as a hobby and I enjoy it as an outlet and something I do for myself. A couple of weeks ago, Matt sent me an article about a podcasting conference. It's somewhere in the States. It's like $500 a ticket to go. And the crux of the article was about all the people, all the different kinds of people who were going there, who were all after the same goal, which was monetizing their podcasts. And I was like, am I doing this wrong? I have never once had this thought of how I could make money off of this. It's never been my goal. It's always just been, you know, doing it for myself. And I mean, I, I do also care about the audience. I want to be, um, I want to be useful for the audience. Uh, I don't want to, that's part of why I like the concept of trash art in the movies. We aren't just covering the highbrow films or the lowbrow films. We're trying to do a bit of both so that regardless of where you fit on the kind of film going spectrum, hopefully there's something there for you. Um, so it's not completely about myself. You know, I don't just show up and think, well, if people don't like it, right. then I don't care. No, I, I do care about the audience, but I don't really have an interest in making a living off of it. I think it's better as a hobby, um, but still something I'm very passionate about and always trying to work at and make better. But for me, it's more of a, that process is more about kind of improving myself and my, you know, my film criticism skills than making a living off of it. Right. I think I know what article because I think Matt tweeted it. It was in the <laughs> Colonel, and it does seem like there's certainly an industry of people selling hope to mm-hmm. podcasters that there's big uh, jackpot at the end of the rainbow. I'm working on a way to monetize this. It's great <laughs> for all everybody. I don't know if it will work. I know what I'd be the, one of those parasites that, in that Colonel article because that was gross. <laughs> well, I think it's great for people who can do it. Yeah. Again, it's just not my goal, but I think that's part of what makes kind of new media really interesting is that everyone can kind of create and carve out their own little space and make it kind of as big or small as they need to for themselves. But I really like having a day job. So So what are your uh, plans now for each of the podcasts? So we'll start with um, Bollywood is for Lovers. Well, so the first episodes have kind of trying to been set up, setting up what Hindi cinema is. And so that's, that's kind of been our primary goal, partly because we wanted to make something accessible for people who might not be familiar with Bollywood. Um, and kind of, I think once we have that set of episodes done, we're going to be structuring things kind of around different themes that we see in Bollywood, different aesthetics, and of course, different personalities. It's really easy to know do an episode about this director or this this actor, um, as well as covering some new releases. So I think it'll kind of continue on the way most um, kind of film podcasts do, but it doesn't, it's a bit more free-formed than taking kind of two movies and directly comparing them like we do with Trash Art in the Movies. And you intend to keep going with Trash Art in the Movies until there's no more movies left? I, yeah, <laughs> or until... Uh, until something happens. <laughs> um, yeah, and we made Bollywood is for Lovers bi-weekly, so I don't have to record two episodes every week. Right. Uh, so now it's just kind of six episodes a month because it takes 
a lot of time. And we're, Matt and I are doing the producing on Bollywood is for Lovers, so that also kind of takes up a bigger chunk of time than Fresh Art the Movies usually does for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll keep going with Fresh Art the Movies as long as Paul wants to keep me around. <laughs> Well, you guys have such an intelligent conversation. Oh, that. thank it's, you. It's very fun. Both, uh, both of your dyads do, and it's really interesting to eavesdrop on you. <laughs> <laughs> We're like that all the time, too. <laughs> okay, we'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll hear more about the local blogs and podcasts that Erin recommends. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by Berlin Advertising and Public Relations. I'm here at Berlin's offices in the Mercer Warehouse with Managing Director Justin Archer. What does Berlin do? Well, we are an advertising and PR firm. Really, I, I think what we do is strategic communications consulting for lots of different clients in the Edmonton market and some beyond. Can you talk a little bit about how Berlin puts design thinking into action? We try to really think about the user, the end user of something, and what their experience using that thing is going to be as we're making that thing. In our business, that often turns into how does the website work when you interact with it. We're also really interested in, in sort of exploring design thinking ideas outside of advertising and PR. So I'll give you one example of, of design thinking that wasn't an ad. We built a couple of years ago the Berlin Desk along with our friends at Oliver Apartment. We were trying to see if there's a perfect desk for someone in an advertising agency. Sort of exploring like what is a desk? What is it used for? How to add people use it differently than other people might use it? So we uh, set up cameras on some of our staff uh, and some staff at other agencies that kind of played along. Looked at the way that they used their desk and then we actually designed something that we thought made perfect sense for people that work in an advertising agency. It's probably not groundbreaking but it was really interesting for us and they're beautiful. Landon and the gang over at Oliver Apartment make them. You can see the desk on our website at brln.ca slash berlin dash desk. So you can see Justin in real life at the next Capital Ideas panel on October 21st at the Edmonton Journal. And you should definitely check out Berlin's impressive portfolio of work at brln.ca. Erin, tell me what local blogs and podcasts you like. Well, you already had Laura Fry on, so I'll start off with her blog, Reading in Bed, which I am a big fan of. Uh, I think uh, she's just so human and personable in her blog. I really enjoy reading it. Um, And then speaking of book blogs, my partner Matt has a book blog called This Nerding Life, uh, where he, you know, reviews books when... It strikes him, yeah. <laughs> um, which I think is very good, partly because, you know, I am forced to proofread everything, <laughs> so it better be good. Um, but it's it's very interesting and very engaging. And he is also the um, film editor of The Pulp with uh, Cheryl Carlter-Smith, and I really, really like what Cheryl is trying to do with The Pulp, and I'm always trying to contribute more to The Pulp, but like I said, finding time to write sometimes is difficult. Um, but she's created this online magazine for um, kind of geek culture in the city that uh, has a really wide range of content and I think is really interesting um, and really uh, well edited, which I think is sometimes something hard to find on the web. Yeah. And I encourage everyone to contribute more because we need more writers at the pulp. Um, and then I'll also give a, a, a plug to my, my friend Alan Mott, who sometimes writes for the pulp and sometimes writes uh, other places all over the web and also whose uh, Twitter feed is fascinating and I think he is one of kind of the best kept film critic secrets uh, 
he knows absolutely I'm not gonna say everything about movies but he knows everything about like a certain subset of B genre movies and kind of Hollywood history and he's so passionate about it yeah um, and he's an excellent writer I'm insanely jealous of his ability to write so quickly and so eloquently and then I'm a big fan of Devin Bruce's column on variant edition uh, this week has seven days. I think that's what it's called. Oh, Devin's gonna kill me. <laughs> um, and I mean, all of all of Variant Edition's content is great, but I especially look forward to Devin's column, where I kind of find out, you know, what he's been consuming every week, because it's always really varied and really interesting. Um, and I think, you know, he he has such a passion for sharing the things that excite him, mm-hmm. um, which I think is probably the key to, you know, kind of most new media is people sharing things that excite them. Also, the other uh, movie podcast in Edmonton, The Movie Jerks, uh, are good good friends. They're entertaining guys uh, who always give me a laugh. And then lastly, I have, a, I think, a bit of a unconventional choice, uh, but my friend Christian Hutchinson, um, who is online at uh, KH Art, KH1 Art Consulting, does um, film and television and art history courses online as well as in her home and she she has a PhD in art history um, and she kind of teaches non-credit courses both online and in her home uh, and she's absolutely fascinating. I've taken a few courses with her and it's really enriched kind of my understanding of visual arts and also if you're someone who really kind of craves the ability to have kind of intelligent discussions about media with people, she provides that. They're really, she's really quite a gem in this city and more people need to, uh, need to check her, Excellent. check out her work. What advice would you have for someone who wants to podcast? I invest in a good microphone and just be yourself, you know. Um, I think people are really attracted to human, like, to people who are clearly being personable and genuine on the internet. Um, and so I think being yourself is probably the most important thing. Probably even more than consistency, but I think with podcasting, you do have to maintain uh, a certain level of consistency so that, you know, there's still new new episodes to listen to, I think a bit more than with a blog. Yeah. Um, because I think, yeah, people will, they'll stop downloading if you don't keep updating. Um, so I think that's, that's part of it. And, you know, don't, don't ramble on too long. <laughs> try and get to the point. You know, if, if you're going on for hours and hours, uh, maybe try and condense what you have to say to something a bit shorter. Um, but also, like, try and make it substantial. Um, and try and carve out your niche. You know, what perspective do you have that's unique that you bring to the table that people are going to want to engage with? I think that's really important. It goes back to being yourself. Everyone has kind of things that make them unique and interesting. So if you can find a way to bring that out um, in a podcast format, then I think, think you'll do well. This is Sound Advice. Thank you so much for talking to me today. No problem. 
Um, be sure to subscribe to Trash Art and the Movies and Bollywood is for Lovers in iTunes. And if you listen, review them because, first of all, you should listen. And second of all, if you review them, they will be so um, so nice. They may even re- read your review <laughs> on the air. You should review this show, too. <laughs> review this one. I haven't asked for reviews. I should ask for reviews. You should. Um, you can follow Aaron on Twitter at Aaron E. Fraser. Trash Art in the Movies. Maybe it's Best Online Home would be your Facebook page? Yes, facebook.com slash Trash Art in the Movies, I believe. And Bollywood is for Lovers is a Tumblr blog as well. Yes, we have a Tumblr. We're also on Twitter at Bollywood Pod. And uh, if Matt continues to nag me, we will probably have a Facebook page soon. Facebook. <laughs> I don't really want to create a Facebook page, but Matt's saying we should have one. So. I suppose. Uh, links to all of this and Aaron's ac- recommendations will be in the show notes at seenandheardyegg.com. Subscribe to my newsletter at seenandheardyegg.com so you can get a heads up on when the next podcast is ready. You'll also get my weekly roundup of great blogs, a brand new roundup of great podcasts in Edmonton, plus an announcement about an upcoming meetup for podcasters. If you don't subscribe to this podcast, you should. It's on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, and you'll also find it listed on the new Northern Content Network at northerncontentnetwork.com. I will be back in a week. Thanks for listening.